Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective trademarks, copyrights, and related materials. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for all their hard work creating wonderful games for us to play. Previously, on Heroes Not Included, and upon doing the editing for that episode, I realized that we didn't ask about what the key was. So when we got to the gate and this guy said, yeah, sure, you could go right through this teleportation portal, just take this thing through with you. We were like, okay, great. And then we shoved it in the bag of holding and went through. Anyone else want to add anything? We did know what the key was. It was a brick from the road. Oh, but you're we don't, right. We don't know why we were asked to transport that extra piece of. We we could yeah. we could go through the gate with the key, but that guy was like guarding it and said, "If you don't take this, then you can fight me. There'll be uh, trouble." Yeah. And Baron was like, "Not a problem. Bring it. <laughs> Put that in my bag. See you later, sir. How the hell I, I go? I am still unsettled." <laughs> Yeah, we have no idea. I forgot about the brick, though. Yeah, we hung out there while the the we debated whether the horde went to attack other stuff. We debated whether the brick was actually necessary. Yeah. (laughs) Heroes not included. She turns and says, now, what did you lose? At that moment, Baron, you also hear a muffling yeah. sound coming from, coming from your bag. Yeah. I go, oh. And I pull it out. Pull out the hammer and he goes, oh, Lordy. Where are we? What's, what's going on? Well, we're out of danger, so obviously you're back. This <laughs> is danger. Where? Let's smash it. Huh. I say, I'll talk to you later. Sees a fiend walk by. He says, oh, that's evil. Let's kill the evil. I, look, I get real close to it with my face. Saying, you need to be quiet or you're going back in the bag. All right, all right, all it's all a right. difficult situation right now. <laughs> and I'm really trying to keep it together. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. And all right. My, all right. He's back on my hip. All right. <laughs> There's still evil over there. Yeah, I know. Just walking down the road. Uh, also, uh, you might want to, you know, clean out the bag. Oh. <laughs> it smells. I don't know what it was, but it smelled. Big waste? No, no, it smells. I don't know what it is. Okay. <laughs> you make waves. <laughs> I was saying, like, I've been in there for a while. Where does it come Got a little sweaty. <laughs> Gotta air that out. Oh, boy. It produces gas. I'm, I'm going to say any in- implication there completely goes over Baron's head. <laughs> is, yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> so, Kara looks at you and says... You lose something. A temple to Timora. A temple to... Oh, that's right. I always forget the the clueless. You you worship the powers. I I don't. Mm. I I don't even really care so much about the temple, but we're looking for a bard that was in the temple. Oh, well, there are plenty of bards here in town. I'm sure you can find one. Well, yeah, but this is a specific one. We're looking for a specific bard. His name is Mercurio Augusto Domine. He was in this temple when it was disappeared. Hmm. Well, that does sound like a pickle. How about we take a little tour? I'll give you the bearings since you've paid for it. 
and uh, maybe along the way you'll spot him. That's as good a plan as we've had all week. Does the what we've paid so far encounter the whole tour, or are there more payments along the way? Do you do <laughs> microtransactions? Because we would like to know that up front. Yeah. <laughs> do you take elf coin? <laughs> <laughs> it's valued right yeah. now, very high. Yeah, it's really good right now. <laughs> she she looks you up and down. She says, "Good walking boots." I polish mine yes. behind my left calf. I'm doing that thing where I polish. Yeah. I go, guys. I don't get this. At she pulls she pulls out a dagger. She's like, you know, a cutter. Kind of makes a sort of. Slashing motion in the air. Puts the dagger back. Been kinda... You're all cutters, I can tell. No. We're all cutters. I'm a gnome. I don't use knives. My brain cuts things. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me guess. You worship one of the powers. I worship the power. <laughs> oh, yes. Of course you do. I'm terribly sorry. And she kind of looks at the both of you and goes, mm, get a little of this one. <laughs> I nod in agreement. <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> she says, well, you've paid for it, so let's take a tour. Maybe you will see Mar- 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 Macchio? Mercurio Augusto Macaroni Gusto. <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, All yeah. right. She says, well, let us go. Also, begins. if you could point out a decently priced inn? She says, ah, it depends on where you want to stay. There are many places to stay in the cage, but not many places I would stay. I hmm. want to stay in a place <laughs> where I won't die on either end of the experience. Well, that's most places in the cage. The lady dislikes confrontation. Okay, also add stolen from... And uh, personally violated to the list. No river boats. No, no river boats. boats. <laughs> <laughs> she says, well, there isn't a river in the cage. Thank goodness. Woo. That's a bullet. She starts walking. Again, she has Aspen arm and arm. Walking along. Is she you. short? Huh? No, but it's more like this. Oh. So she's kind it's of like you're her 10-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> and as you're walking along, you notice that it starts to get kind of seedy. Okay. I'm just looking up. And she says, time. this is the ladies' ward. That mean lady you keep talking about? Oh, no, the lady is quite kind and quite lovely. And the first thing a clueless learns when they visit the cage is to never, ever talk about the lady. Wow, those two, two topics just seem to contradict each other right on out. <laughs> she says... She's very kind. Talk about it, she'll slice you in half. <laughs> but wonderful. <laughs> just, there's no contradictions in the cage. Oh. Everything doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't see, know if this is better, guys. Can we go back? <laughs> she points at but this... Evil was really easy to understand. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I agree. This is confusing. She points at this really large building. It's huge, and it, it's dominating the neighborhood. All the windows are covered with stone grates, and you see this sort of black, dirty vine that climbs up around the lower walls. There is a single entrance which looms over a gigantic sculpture of weapons. It's charming. What lovely landscaping. She goes, ah, that's the armory, home of the Doom Guard. The the inn is called the Doom Guard? No, that's the armory, home of the Doom Guard. It's one of the factions. You'll learn quick enough. I'm very confused. I don't think he won't. We don't have to worry about it. I pat Ben. If you are in the market for some custom-made weaponry, a blood can drop a lot of trink on them here. What? Who's a blood? She says, well, you are a blood. She pokes you and she goes, why do they keep touching me? 
They're very touchy-feely here. If you know the right words, you can get into the back room to some really quite extraordinary weapons. But again, you have to drop the trink. Mm-hmm. Trink being money? You are uh, the clever one. I am quite. Yes, I read a lot. Yes, blood, filled with blood and brains. <laughs> uh, as you keep walking, eventually you come to another large building. Still Only in the seedy neighborhood? Oh, uh, the neighborhood's gotten a, a, a touch more orderly. Not as many people out on the streets. There is a peaceful air to this part of the ward. It's punctuated, though, by this massive granite structure. It's a huge rectangular building, and it looks dull, heavy, and impenetrable, with a single guarded entrance opening out onto the street. Four sentries stand before the arched doorway. What do the sentries look like? You can see two long, low-story buildings with a roof of gray slate, built in four identical sections. Uh, the sentries look to be creatures you've never seen before, but they are holding extremely large pipes. She says, ah, that's the city barracks, home to the harmonium. As you walk on, she points in a direction. She says, ah, the headquarters of the Fraternity of Order, the city court. Well, this sounds great. And you notice that it's rather lively around here. Every crooked cutter, it seems, comes here sooner or later, stragged by the harmonium. Whether they get out, again, depends on the judges in the court. This is the home of the governess, as we call them. In the public halls, a cutter can find knights, cagers, witnesses, advocates, clerks, accusers, mercy killers, and harmonium guards. And if a body is unlucky enough, one could find oneself in the private hall. And that is where the judges discuss cases. They also have an immense library. If you're looking for good taverns, this is a great place to go. She says, over here is the Hall of Records that provides a number of services to all cagers and visitors, regardless of faction affiliation. They've subdivided it into administrative offices and record-keeping. If you have the right approval, you can peruse their public document library and check tax assessments or uh, exam exchange rates. Might be a good place for you to patronize if you're looking for your friend. They might have a record. Also, you'll see copyists and tax mediators and bodyguard services and parchment dealers and pawnbrokers. A good majority of that kind of thing goes on here. She walks you on a little further until you see a mass of grim stone and spikes. She says, ah, yes, the prison. It's the headquarters of the mercy killers. You notice that sometimes you'll hear a faint wail as you're walking through this part of the town. As though someone is not receiving some kind of treatment. My brain went right to, like, a whale. Like, going, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) She She says, due to the presence of the mercy killers, only those who are rigidly honest dare set up shop here. Mm. Walks on further uh, until you see a dirty, sprawling complex of workshops, warehouses, storage yards, and furnaces. She says, ah, the great foundry, home of the godsmen. They work non-stop. And you can see the belching of smoke and steam pouring forth from uh, these great furnaces and foundries. Any petty metal goods that a person might need here in Sigil or beyond is made here at the foundry. The godsmen make it. Tools, hinges, pots, nails, and anything else that can be fashioned out of iron. 
And she looks at you and she goes, I wouldn't exactly call them skillful. Hmm. But they get the job done. As you continue to walk, uh, you come across a, like a zone of destruction for several blocks. Whoa, this place is really bad. It looks like everything has been blown up or destroyed in some way or another. And she says, ah, that's the Shattered Temple, the Temple of Ascor. The Aethar make their home there. And they choose to live like that? Uh, the lady passed judgment mm. upon the temple. So they got on her bad side? It is rumored that they decided to take up arms against another faction. Oh. The lady likes it orderly. Yes. If you are an orderly soul, you'll get along fine in sigil. And you notice as you make your way out of the destructed area that all of a sudden you find yourself surrounded by wine shops and taverns and jewelers. And she says, the Civic Fest Hall. She says, throughout the multiverse, it is the place for concerts and art exhibitions. It is the home of the Sensates. She says, you can get tickets to just about any of the concerts that are performed at the Fest Hall. And on occasion, if you are lucky, the administrators will open up their own personal galleries and museums. She says, the Sensates encourage artistic expression in all forms. They're incredibly tolerant. And they even encourage, and she points, and you can see amidst all of these shops and taverns and wine stores and jewelers and stuff, uh, all manner of informal performances that are happening right there in the middle of the street. Jugglers and singing and dancing. People doing a lot of busking. And you notice that it went from twilight to, like, just after twilight, so slightly brighter in the day. But it's still kind of smoggy and dusky. So it went from, like, twilight to, like, morning? Yeah, early morning. Yeah, somewhere in that range. Just next door, that big glistening spire there, that's the Hall of Speakers. The signers make their home there. The sign of the one, they call it. That's what the massive statue there in the front of the building is supposed to point out. You see, it depicts a feminine figure holding an entire world. Uh, she says, in there you'll find all manner of conversations, philosophies of all varieties, discussed and debated. If there are any statutes or decrees that affect us cagers, it usually comes from them. I'm told that you can also rent a meeting hall, should you wish to have one. Hmm. Following that, you find yourself walking into what could only be described as an incredibly large open-air market. Larger than anything that any of you have ever seen in your life. And beyond it, you see this huge, grand sort of structure. And she goes, that's the Great Bazaar. The Free Leaguers. They call them the Indeps. Those who can't make up their mind, or those who don't wish to join a faction, usually join the Indeps. Just about anything can be sold or bought here. Although, you might wish to check the debtor's pool. Anyone who owes any merchant anything finds their name there eventually. And you see just massive tents and stalls and shops, and it's a cacophony of sounds. Shouts and clanks and shrieks and barks and whistles and uh, a whole variety of smells. Hot bread and peach perfume and fresh paint. And I mean, it's just the biggest sort of market, open-air market experience you can visualize. 
Following upon that, uh, she says, Ah, home of the ciphers. This here is the great gymnasium. It's marble halls and plush velvet carpets and onyx chandeliers. It's the most luxurious place in the entire cage. Unfortunately, (laughs) you have to be a cipher to make most use of it. Occasionally they will open it up and allow the public to use one of their training facilities or their pool, but for only the right trink. They're very strict, so make sure you don't break their rules. Moving along, you see a rather strange-looking building, and what's strange about it is that it looks like some kind of gate, massive gate, but it doesn't seem to lead anywhere. It's like a gate just kind of in the middle of a neighborhood, just this huge gate. And she says, that's the gatehouse. Bleakers call this area home. It just looks like an arch. Yeah. Kind of like a sort of weird gothic arch. She says, this is where you'll find the Adelcoves and the Mad Men. Dead from the neck up. She says, most of them are victims of the mazes. Uh, But the hospital's here. She says, ah, beyond. This is the hive, the home of the Chaos Men. I like it already. And all you see is a sprawl of empty tenements and abandoned warehouses and decaying shanties. Oh, less so. <laughs> the name is uh, great, though. There doesn't really seem to be any... Uh, like a lot of the other places you've been where there's a, a clear building. There doesn't really seem... It, in fact, it, it seems... Well, the whole place seems kind of run down. She says, rumor has it that in and amidst those streets is a portal to limbo. Finally, you enter into a part of the town that, uh, a part of the city that seems quite dreary. You notice that the streets are empty, the shops are abandoned. She points over at a cluster of buildings that are windowless, look almost like vaults. Does this feel like walking through Victorian England? It feels like if Victorian England had been smashed haphazardly into industrialized early 20th century England, smashed into um, medieval Paris, smashed into Tsar Russia. Okay. I mean, it's just all into one gigantic, big, smoggy, dirty, dusty city. Okay. That's the weird thing, is that it looks like anybody who had any kind of idea of what a house should look like had built one at one point. Mm -hmm. So it's all just kind of hodgepodge, smattering of variety of architecture, all just kind of jumbled together. But you see a large black dome above one of these windowless walls. She says, that's the mortuary, home to the dustmen. Black spines radiate from the center of this black dome, the mortuary, giving the building the presence of an immense insect. She says, the entire building is paved with black flake stones. This is where any of the notables of the cage have come to lie in state. And it's rumored that their vast network of catacombs stretches far beyond their home into the deep bowels of the city itself. The skulls, and she points, and you can see upon closer inspection that there's lots and lots of skulls on spikes, she says, are the trespassers. Hmm. Be careful when you go there. The shadows run long near the mortuary. She says, there, now you have seen it. Sigil. The cage in all its glory. 
That was worth 12 silver. But I imagine that you've probably worked up quite a thirst. Yes, we have. Then follow me. I'll take you to my favorite pub. And she begins walking you back towards <laughs> the fest hall. Uh, she makes uh, your way over to this tavern. And the tavern is called the Blink House Pub. And you walk in, and immediately you find something that still is striking in its unusualness. You see fiends and uh, other human and humanoids in a whole variety. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is kind of something like a Star Wars cantina. You see all manner of creatures hanging out, drinking, chatting, eating, what have you. And to your guys' pleasure, you see a dwarf behind the bar. Oh, thank God. Civilized. Hooray! <laughs> She walks up to the bar, and she says, Dwernon, we have some clueless here who are thirsty. And Dwernon looks up, and he says, Ah, dwarves. I cannot tell you how it is to see one of the people here. They do the secret dwarf handshake. (laughs) (laughs) It's 30 minutes long. <laughs> he says, Where on Taladas are you from? Taladas. I don't know what that is. I believe is a continent. Faerun is, a, Faerun is a continent on the planet Torel. Torel, yes. I say, What is Taladas? Yeah. Taladas? Torel? I've, I don't know Torel. Taladas. <laughs> I don't know. You know, on, on Kern. You are a long cousin. <laughs> well, we can figure that out later. What are you drinking? Oh, give me something stout. Yes. It has been a terrible day. Terrible. Two. Two, actually. I have seen things you would. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he, he kind of leans forward and he goes, That smells a bit like sulfur. Yeah, that's uh, my friend Iraq here. You should meet him. He's, he's yeah. an Oaken member. Excuse me. An they Oaken often, member? They often have that smell to them. Well, I mean, I do. I don't remember my family having that smell, but... <clears throat> I think it drink, just drink, comes drink, with, drink, drink, comes drink, with drink, intelligence. Come on. <laughs> For over the years of spending many of he my says, time... Uh, well, what are your names, good dwarfs? Right. And he puts down three um, huge... Steins that are filled with oh, a, a black I'm so glad that are here. certain dwarven qualities that seem to pervade the universe. I and mean, I grab one and start drinking it. Do you, do you have anything fruity? I'm oh, not, I'm not uh, really much of a stout. He says, uh, this is made from snore fruit. You might like it. And he puts down a glass and he pours something out of a bottle. The snore fruits taste like snore fruit. <laughs> I try it. You try it and it smells sweet. It tastes like some kind of berry, maybe. I like it. So, so names. I say, oh, I'm Baron Braun Anvil of the Braun Anvil clan. <laughs> I look yeah. at it for any sort of recognition. <laughs> hmm, the Braun Anvil clan. Is that in the, is that in the Ring Mountains? I don't know. Rain you must be from very far away, brother. <laughs> so, so, and you? Uh, I'm Iraq Oak member. Great wizard. Master of time and space. I could go on, yeah. but I won't waste another kin's time. Mm. Are you also from Braun Anvil? 
no, 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 no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. No, definitely not. Nope, nope. Totally different clan. No, nowhere near each other. Oak member. Oak member. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and uh, are you from the Ring Mountains? No. Spire Mountains? The Great Rift? <laughs> Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> Tacoma? Yeah. No, East <laughs> Tacoma. Koala. I'm from the Great oh, Rift. Oh, Koala! <laughs> Have you heard of it? He, says, he looks at you and he goes, and Master Gnome, what is your name? I'm Aspen Tamble. Aspen Tamble. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you. Mm-hmm. Where are you from? Uh, mostly from Waterdeep, I guess. Waterdeep? Where's Waterdeep? It's on the coast. The coast? Well, it's been some time since I've been to the coast of Tadalus, but I don't remember Waterdeep. I don't know what Tadalus is. Maybe that's south. Friend, despite all of it, it's nice to see a friendly face. Yeah, cheers him with the things. (laughs) Either way, we're all here now. (laughs) All right. Uh, she motions you to sit down at a table, and she hands you a gold coin. The the tout? Mm-hmm. This has been a very, very good deal. She hands you a gold coin, and you see that it, it has her likeness on the gold coin. Mm-hmm. Oh. She says, tap it three times, and if your trink is right, I'll be happy to help. I would recommend that after you've had some sleep and some good food that you seek out an individual by the name of Subuka. Hmm. He can give you a job. And who knows, he might even be able to help you find your friend. Do we need a job? That sounds good enough for me. I have a job. I'm a wizard, a master of time and space. I'm I'm more interested in his information, but if he wants us to do a job first, we'll do it. Do we always do jobs? I'm a wizard, a master of private space! <laughs> Why would you respect me? Why don't you guys understand this? <laughs> it is my job to be a wizard! <laughs> See, so, so, we're still looking for this temple, right? Okay, we'll call it a quest, okay? Oh, no, I do quests! Yes. Quest! A quest! A quest! <laughs> yes, the great wizard! Attention. <laughs> a quest! <sighs> Honor! Victory! Yes! Yes! I'm in. When do we start? After a drink and a sleep. So you notice that on the menu, um, today is special, fresh from the prime, it says. Ooh. Cat. Mm. Oh. Oh. I'll take two! Okay. Oh. It doesn't mean house cat. I mean, it can be lion meat. Uh, I like all cats. Specifically says domesticated. (laughs) The waiter writes down two cats. He says, all right, two cats for you. And you, sir. And points at you, Bear. I'm good. Uh, Do you have any fruit that won't kill me? Oh, fruit that won't kill you. Uh, yes, yes. Um, (laughs) What's your turn? (laughs) We have a variety of fruit. A platter? Sure. Better it is. Uh, and you're sure on the no food, sir? Yeah, I'm good. Right? You're going to have some of my cat. You guys have noticed I've been, I've been gnawing on beef jerky the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's well, the best part of the quest, is eating all the beef jerky. <laughs> uh, a little bit of time passes, and um, out comes a, a platter filled with fruit. Some of it you recognize. There are some peaches there. There are some strawberries. Yes. But there are also some fruits that you don't recognize. Oh, please let them. the cat be a stew. Please let the cat be a stew. <laughs> please let the cat be a stew. And uh, out uh, comes the uh, waiter with your cat. It's on a base <laughs> with a tiny mouse in its mouth. And uh, Basted. Carrying the two cats on skewers. Ah, lovely. Uh, and he sets them down. Are they in front flailed? Of plate. Yeah. Or are they spatchcocked? Just like spatchcocked? Spat- no, they're not spatchcocked. <laughs> They've been. Uh, seems seems that they have been uh, on a rotisserie. Ah, oh, rotisserie cat. You know, I did always wonder how these taste. Yeah. It's wrong. <laughs> I may have given too much away. There. It's just, I know. It's just wrong. I go to eat it. <laughs> Tastes good. Mmm, you tastes, gotta try this. Tastes a little bit like duck. You know. But not quite as gamey or oily. Mmm, I love it. When the waiter sets him down, he says, You might find this hard to believe, but the primes actually keep these as pets. What? Oh, oh. that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this one still had its name tag on. I don't know why. It's quite delicious. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> We always sell out of cat. Makes sense. <laughs> what else do we know about Sabuka? All you know is that he's hiring. Okay. So we don't even know what we're looking for. I mean, I feel like this is something we should start asking now. As we might find that Sabuka is an intelligent book. Or a cat has questions for us. Yeah. <laughs> I assume that anyone that has an office has a way to interface with other people, so I say we just head there. Okay. And see what's there. Into the Great Bazaar? Yeah. We'll worry about lodgings later. I mean, if you want, we can get rooms. Looking around, you're not sure whether it's morning or Mm -hmm. afternoon or even night. It's all kind of dusky and gray. You see withered vines in the streets, dirt and stuff on the cobblestones. I am not tired. No, I'll be fine. (laughs) The one thing you know for sure is that the meal was good and that you are very happy to no longer be in Africa's. Oh, I can imagine. Definitely. This just feels like a town, and we've just been traveling. Yeah, it's like the big... exotic town. Yeah, and it's the biggest city that any of you have ever seen. And like I said, the most unsettling thing is the fact that there are so many kinds of humanoids and creatures walking the streets that... uh, you don't know. <laughs> so at the pub, it's going to cost four copper for the beer, and uh, the meal is three silver. Those of you who ate a meal, those of you who drank a beer, that's the cost. Pay it up. Say thank you very much, Iraq. Yep, I throw time. one gold on the table. <laughs> Clink. <laughs> Done. You throw one gold on the table, and as you're walking away, the dwarf comes running over. Oi! Oi! And he holds up the gold coin and he goes, What's this? And they go, uh, <clears throat> payment? And he looks at it and he goes, Oh, it's real, friend. Surely the he, dwarf knows the value of good gold. He bites it a little bit and he says, Oh, that's right. You're not your primes. <laughs> uh, well, you're going to want to see about having some money changed. I'll take this because I know you're fresh off the boat. But uh, most won't. He puts it in his pocket. Where, where do we where do we get that done at? Uh, you probably get that done at the Hall of Records. 
All right. Hey. Okay, thanks. Or maybe it's a city court. Mm. Well, one or the other. Is there an ATM machine on the... the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe we should call that girl back. Is it too soon? I think I mean, it's too soon. We should usually wait three yeah, days. Three days <laughs> the rule. You don't want to come on too quick. Yeah, not needy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Don't want to seem needy. really going to trash this relationship if you do that. Yeah. The Fae works entirely differently. Yeah, that's why the dwarves have happy lives. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Well, let me think back about what what you said. Maybe I can actually think about where... Wasn't there a bank? No. I, mean, I thought I remembered a bank. I remembered a bank. Oh, there's pawn shops by the Hall of Records. That's gotta be the place. Right? Pawn shops? Pawn money? Yeah, it's an exchange rate. Probably the courts. The courts? Really? Well, that sounds like where the government is. I would imagine that a dwarf who has lived here for quite a while would probably make a pretty decent guess as to what to do with your money. Yeah. Well, he said the Hall of Records first, so... Or the city court. Do you want to do that, or do you want to head to uh, Sabuka first? Uh, do you want to head to the uh, Hall of Records, or do you want to head to Sabuka, or the city court? Well, she also mentioned... Kara also mentioned that Hall of Records may have information on Mercurial, too, because yeah, let's go check out first. Records. I think that's where we go first. Yeah, I can go get the money exchange while Baron goes sifts through files if he wants. Mm. Yeah, bureaucracy's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now that you know what it is? Money's not overly interesting to me, so I will happily... Yeah, yeah I don't want to go to the Hall of Records. So I will... Well, I I'll, mean, if you want to go... I mean... If you want to go scout out the job and find out what it is... You guys are gonna split up. How are we gonna find each other again? Yeah. We could no meet idea. back at the at the we can at the pub. We can, can meet. Can you find the, your way back? Well, I, I, I had faith in 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 Iraq, and I'm with Baron, so I don't see a problem. Try give me the coin. <laughs> I feel no, like that's I'm a good idea. I'm gonna hold your hand. Huh? <laughs> We're going to that Hall of Records place. You guys are going to the bank. Yeah, which is at the, at the Hall of Records. Oh, wait. It's yeah, we're all in the same area. We're all in the same place? Oh, we're not going to Sambuco's. I, I will skip Sabuca until we're. We'll go right after. Okay. okay, all right, all right. So, Hall of Records, and then. So, everyone's going to the Hall of Records, and yes. then everyone's going to go to see Sabuca. Yes. Got it. So, uh, you begin kind of trying to follow back the way you came. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, well, if we just stay on this street. And just keep walking. We we gotta come to it because it's a big circle, right. right? We can just look across and go. Well, maybe it's over there somewhere. And you point upwards. So you start walking, and after a while, you come across uh, a street that says Scholar Row, a bunch of signs, a bunch of arrows. One of the signs says Hall of Records, pointing down that way. And as you walk towards it, you see a low wall, probably five or six feet. And the road walks right into it. And in the middle of it, you see this rather tall tower. Spikes on the top. Very ominous looking, in a way. Um, But very ornate, too. Imagine, if you will, kind of a spiky Art Nouveau. As you walk through the gate that's around this wall, you all of a sudden realize that you've walked into a kind of park, almost. You see grass... You see trees, you see several buildings scattered throughout, and the road turns into a kind of path, if you will, that you would follow through this park. Following it around, past the trees and past several outbuildings, you finally come to the front doors of the Hall of Records. 
And there, out in front of the front door of Hollow Records, you see a large board. Like a marquee? Like an announcement board. And when you walk up to it, you see that on there is all kinds of notices about ordinances, regulations, statistical findings. You also see notes about making appointments for tax assessments and notes about exchange rates. All sorts of mindless bureaucratic well, I, I mean, announcements that, and notices. That exchange rate was kind of interesting. That is kind of relevant. That's true. That's true. If we're called primes, does that mean we get the prime, prime exchange rate? We get prime exchange rate. <laughs> we get the prime rate? We pay a premium. 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 That's more likely. That's, yeah. yeah, that's more likely. It's true. You walk through the double doors and you see the wall on the opposite side of the foyer is round. Just cut a circle in half, and that makes up the other half. There's two double doors. And in this foyer, you see four desks, and you see lines in front of each of them. Uh, pick a line, I guess. I, I'm not waiting in line. <laughs> this, this whole thing is just upsetting me. What makes the lines a little bit more tolerable is you notice that um, there are these sorts of uh, corrals that snake back and forth leading you up to the front of the line. And the people are kind of standing in a queue that snakes back and forth uh, through the foyer. I, I just walk into the line. Okay, yeah, all right. Aspen, you join, uh, I assume you join Baron in the line. Actually, I'm more concerned about Iraq losing his mind here. Um, so we're going to, like, is there, like, a seat by the window that we can... You want to go sit in the park? You want to go check out the park while Barry? Yeah, I was just going to stand at the door or something. <laughs> look over the uh, announcement board? Yeah, I'll go look at the announcement yeah. board. Yeah. Okay, so, Baron, your cohorts decide that Derry would rather wait by reading the announcement board just I, out uh, front. I um, spark up a conversation with whoever's standing in front of me. <laughs> the creature standing in front of you... Hey. <laughs> ...kind of turns around and looks at you. Bureaucracy, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> And you notice that they don't have a lower jaw, that their face looks as though it's been chewed on. Mm. Um, red eyes, and uh, they uh, fart regularly. Okay. To, in a very kind of revolting way. <laughs> and uh, it turns around and it looks at you and goes, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, Kiwi. How long have you been here? Uh, I don't know. That's bad. That's a bad sign. <laughs> Can I do a roll of any sort to see if I recognize what I'm talking to? Yeah. What would you imagine? I will accept a nature or arcana roll. Your choice. Hmm. Equally bad. <laughs> <laughs> Nine. Nine. You're not sure, but you are almost positive that whatever it is, it's unholy. Hmm. <laughs> So, uh, it's unfortunate about this whole face you got going on. Mm, kind of looks at you. <laughs> <laughs> Turns around and he says something in a guttural, raspy language to the person standing next to him in line. Yeah. Uh, which kind of puts you off a little bit, of uh, getting too, too, too friendly. A couple hours go by. I have pulled out my hammer. Yeah. Oh, God, that's great. Oh, look at this. I know. <laughs> the hammer, as soon as you pull it out, says, 
Oh, it's a demon right in front of you. I know. Hit it. And I'm just throwing. Let me hit it. I'm throwing him up in the air, yeah. like tossing. Unusually high. Yeah. Yeah. He just goes. Every time he comes down, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna hit it. Oh, I'm no. gonna hit the demon." Yep. Wrong place. <laughs> Wrong time. Unless he does something bad. No, the demon's just waiting in line. Yeah. He's done. He's done us no ill. <laughs> Oh, he's an evil creature. Oh, then we'll just wait him out. <laughs> just let me hit him a little bit on his oh. toe. <laughs> I wish there was something we could do to shorten this line. Has it moved at all? Yes, it's okay. been a couple hours, and you are about five or six people from a desk. All right. <laughs> just drop me randomly, nonchalantly. Just, just keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> when he gets to the desk, if he tries any food nanny, we'll be there. I'll smash him right in the ass. Oh, that's good. Because <laughs> you couldn't do anything worse to his face. <laughs> I'm saying this all out loud. Yeah. We're having this discussion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Unfettered. Of course. You know. Uh, if anyone can speak dwarven, <laughs> they yeah, find it quite amusing. Yeah, no, the hammer is definitely uh, king. He's like, you know, if you just let me bash him in, you'd be like two or three people closer in line. I hold I catch the hammer when he says that. I kind of look at the... I, I lean over and look at the... Yeah. It's, and then I just go back to throwing him up. Oh, so close. All right. Finally. After two and a half hours, uh, you step up to the desk, and you see sitting behind the desk a goblin. Oh, look at that. Yeah. And he looks up to you and he goes... I instantly just put the hammer back in the... <laughs> <laughs> this is the Hall of Records, right? Yep. This is like the help desk, effectively. I I would imagine it's more like reception, where they you tell them what you need and they give you a direction to go in, maybe. But yeah, he looks at me and goes, "All right, another." I say, in I guess common. Okay. I need to find a person. I need to find a particular hat. Why carry the hat belt? Human? Straight up? That's right. <laughs> yeah, you guys just always gave him shit about it. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, he's so elfy. <laughs> wow. He just, he, just is into the, he was just into the clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I need to find a particular human. And then I just stare at him. <laughs> no, Mercurio. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I dig around in my bag... And I pull out a white dragon scale, mm-hmm. one of the ones left over, mm-hmm. and I say, he was wearing a bunch of these. And he hands you a form, and you see that he has stamped it three times. The stamp, you assume, says the same thing, only in three different languages. And in common, you see it says PRP dot D-E-P-T dot. RP. And he points at the door, the double doors. Okay. Something department. P- p- people. People <laughs> requesting people department. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. And I just point at the doors. Yeah. He goes, Aah! I head towards the doors. Okay. Walk- as I'm walking past uh-huh. that, that demon, I just yeah. give him a little fingers on the eyes. You can hear from the side. <laughs> so, Aspen, uh, upon no longer being able to hear the hammer shouting anymore, uh, peeked in to see what was going on, and then pulled Erok with him, and then just followed. 
Do you guys come in too? I was asleep. Try to sneak through the doors? I just you were kinda... sleeping apparently next to the bulletin board. <laughs> I read for an hour and a half straight and then I passed out. I'm just gonna. Did you read all, those, all the notes on the billboard? On yes. The, on the I, well, I don't know, did I? <laughs> you did, unfortunately, yes. because all of it is ordinances, regulations, bureaucratic things, tax What's documents, my... all that sort of stuff. None of it was. Are you, were you able to retain? Because I don't know what my lift drag so is, but. Unbelievably boring. <laughs> you could wake me up, I guess. Just kick I'm, me. I'm gonna try and start. I'm just gonna start trying to drag him, and I assume like when I drag him over the rough bit at the doors, <laughs> wake him up. <laughs> so you're gonna try and uh, sneak through the double doors that Baron just went through. Well, no, I was watching as he left, so then mm-hmm. I just grabbed E-Rock and I'm. You're gonna try and go through them. I, I started it before he got to the double doors, so I'm gonna catch him. Okay. All right. So you, uh, you see. Um, a rather disheveled and slightly sleepy Erock stumbling after Aspen as Aspen comes running up to you. I say, uh, oh, I hold the door open. Okay. Um, you hold the door open, but as either one of you try to go through it, you uh, find that you are unable to do so. Ugh. It's like you just hit some sort of invisible wall. Uh. I say, uh, and as I'm rolling up that piece of paper... Mm-hmm. I say, oh, following the rules. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> my advantage. And then I step through the door. Okay. Yeah, you step through the door just fine. The door Trust sh- the system. <laughs> I puke in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the I'm party's effectively <laughs> split now, so if you want to go check out Sudoku, we can do that. Uh, let's go get some money. Oh, yeah, I guess while we're here. Information's going to come at a cost. Probably. And I can't read any. They always charge extra for copies. That's true. Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today using your favorite podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review us. We'd love to hear from you. Find all of our episodes on our website at heroesnotincluded.com. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heroes not included. And finally, our podcast is supported by Josh Heddle, Allison McManus, Shane Fetters, Jake McNinch, and Amy Trout, along with all of our awesome patrons. Our patrons not only help us keep the lights on, they also gain special behind-the-screen access, including patron-only podcasts, videos, and more. To become a patron, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. And until next week, be the hero.